microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the fourth episode of Super Coin Bros. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, including the current market situation, which is, uh, well, terrible, to be honest with you. Um, some foreign coinage, because the guy we have with us here today, I know enjoys some type of foreign coin. Um, and we have Jake Moscow Coronado here. Um, what's going on, Jake? How's it going? Well, it's it's going. Maybe up, maybe down. We're not 100% sure right now, but... Uh, First thing I wanted to ask you about, man, is is the nickname that we kind of deemed you, um, Moscow Coronado. I mean, we may not have it right on the head, but I mean, g- give me your uh, your opinion about that. Okay. Well, uh, in 2008, I actually served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I went on a two-year mission to Vladivostok, Russia. Uh, that's actually on the opposite side. You guys kind of got it wrong there, but... I've never actually. I've been in Moscow in the airport, and that was pretty much it. But I was in uh, Vladivostok, where China, Korea, all that. We did uh, a lot of help for the people, humanitarian aid, taught people about uh, God and things if they were interested, and just an overall really great experience. And in the time that I was there, I was able to learn how to speak, read, and write Russian fluently. So that's kind of why they call me Moscow or something, something relating with Russian because I'm pretty much obsessed with anything Russian and they know that anything that comes in that's dealing with Russia or anything, I'm always like really interested in that kind of stuff. Now something out of left field kind of has to do with the Russian speaking thing, I'm a big fan of the Rocky movies. Now, I know from you, you had mentioned that in the, the scene where he's fighting Drago, there's uh, the, the Russian that he's speaking in the ring is not right. Didn't you say that? <laughs> yeah, it's completely wrong, actually. Like, what they'll do is, like, he's given this inspirational speech, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about. When he fights Ivan Drago, which ends up killing his trainer, Apollo Creed, he goes to Russia, actually, to fight him. And he, at the very end of the fight, he's actually given like this big speech to kind of unify the people and stuff. And he, he, what he says is completely translated incorrectly. Like he'll be saying something like a big old long paragraph about we need to, you know, we're brothers, we're human and stuff like this. And they end up saying things that are so shortened and so ridiculous. It's not even the same thing. Like at one point. He says some dollar amount or something about worth, about how a, a human is worth something, and they talk about like some completely different thing, and it's just like hilarious that the translation it is just like a it's just like a joke, literally. If you know Russian, that's awesome. That's see, that's something that none of us would ever have known unless you know you you told us. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, I, you've been here quite a while. You've been here longer than most of the guys here. Um, I know you did some things before and everything else, but what brought you here? I mean, what brought you to Sahara Coins? Uh, I had a really great opportunity, actually, and my it was actually my uncle George, and he loved collecting gold and silver and investing like powerful coinage, like some stuff that was very, very valuable. And he did really well with the gold market. He like quadrupled all of his money, and he wanted me to have that opportunity. And at the time, the people at Sahara Coins, they were like. Hey, most importantly, we need someone who's tr- trustworthy here. Do you know anyone that's young, that's kind of interested in coins, maybe around like 16 years old, that's honest and trustworthy, that would be able to work on, say, the summer or something like that? And my uncle said, sure I do. And he came to me and he asked me and he said, hey, Jake, would you like an opportunity? This is a great field to get into. I always thought coins were really cool. Like growing up, my friend, he went to a, uh, his father went to a police auction and he pulled out this book and he showed me. He's like, check these out. 
there's all these foreign coins, gold coins, old Morgan dollars, and it spiked an interest for me. And I never had an opportunity until my uncle had asked me like that. So I took the opportunity. I was at, working at the 99 cent store, making 99 cents an hour. <laughs> and uh, I took the opportunity and I ended up liking it. The owners liked me a lot. And uh, I ended up staying with them. After I came back from Russia, they asked me to work full time with them and make it not just a summer job, but an actual career. And they sent me to school to get tested to become a numismatist, become certified. And now I'm a numismatist and here I am. Very nice. Being a numismatist is great. Um, the markets right now, not so great. Uh, where are you seeing uh, gold, silver, palladium, and platinum at right now? Right now, gold is actually $1,215.40. Silver is $17.75. Platinum's at $1,320. And palladium's at $799. Now, you and I have both been around here for a little while. Man, the last time we saw silver this low... I remember all of us trying to figure out what we could get together to buy silver. I mean, this is really, really low. It's really low, actually. Um, in 2012, it was like $49 an ounce. So it's been slowly but surely falling ever since that peak height. Now, I've heard a lot of talk about Shanghai opened up some physical, basically a vault, and they're backing their currency with gold right now. A lot of people think that is, is part of the issue. I mean... It really, it, it, you can anybody can come up with a reason why they think the markets are down. I mean, what do you what do you think has something you know to do with it? Um, from what I hear, there's actually opinions from all different places of different things, and maybe they may all be a little bit right. But from what I understand, a lot of people believe that it's somehow being manipulated by some government or something like that. Uh, I have heard about the Shanghai thing and everything like that. That's actually happening with a lot of other world powers and countries around the world. But a lot of countries are starting to realize how much we're in debt and how much we continually print pretty much Chuck E. Cheese tokens, fake currency. It's not even backed by anything, just by trust. It's all of us accepting that we can use it as money. But as soon as these countries start turning away and being backed by actual gold and precious metals as it has been for thousands and thousands of years, um, they've always used precious metals as a form of currency or trade or anything like that. And it always will have a precious metal or it'll always have some value. And so as countries turn away from the Federal Reserve or the U.S. dollar, um, I think that the prices of gold and silver and everything will skyrocket. It's, it's inevitable. It will happen. It's not if I think it's going to happen. It will. I just don't know when. If it's going to be in a month, in six months, ten years, if it's not even in our lifetime, I don't know. But I, I do think that it will increase in value and that buying bullion is a very strong point. Yeah, no, you, I, you're definitely going down the right path there. Um, lately, I've actually looked at some charts that show when the Asian market has been open in the last like two weeks, it goes up. So we're asleep here. Our market's closed. Their market goes up. The minute our, our market opens, we suppress it. It comes all the way back down again. It's really weird. It's kind of odd. I'm not sure you know, what's causing that. And, and again, I know we kind of alluded to manipulation of the market. I could see that, you know, happening. I mean, especially with all the other things going on in the world right now. But um, it is still a great time, you know, manipulation or not, with the prices where it is. In my eyes, man, this is a great time to buy it. You know, if you bought high, guess what? Now's your turn to buy low, kind of equal out your dollar averaging there. But uh, speaking of buying, what kind of bullion do you do you like? I mean, I know you're a bullion guy. You know, I see you running around here when something cool comes in with it. I mean, what is it that you like? What thing, when you look at it, makes you go, oh, I think I want to hide that and buy it? 
Well, for me, uh, anything that comes in that has anything to do with, say, for example, my hobbies, like sometimes stuff will come in and I love guns. I love uh, that kind of thing. And there'll be these rounds that come in with like an AR-15 on them or there's interesting – there's so many different companies that commemorate and do all these different types of rounds. There's like ones with superheroes on them. There's ones with actors. There's ones with special you know, historical events. There's ones with Russian things written on them or anything like that. And that's the kind of stuff I seek out. I, I seek out the type of bullying that's unique and interesting and that means something to me. And in turn, sometimes those even have a premium online. So if I were ever to need to sell them or anything, I could definitely get that silver value at least, maybe even a little bit of a premium if it ever came down to it. Right. Another type of bullion that I really like is anything that's really recognizable. I see the market and I see what people constantly ask for, what people trust for particular names and things like that. And uh, anytime those particular names that people really want or that seek after, I like to get those because if it ever came down to it, say that, you know, they talk about the market, you know, the U.S. dollar crashing, which is very possible. Every every uh, civilization, every country in the world has at some point had inflation and in turn hyperinflation. And a lot of them, their whole currency has collapsed. So it comes down to having something that's very wide known and recognizable, and something physical. that you physical too (laughs) that you have in your possession that you can trade and say for if it ever got down to that say for needful items gasoline uh water food um provisions like that kind of thing something that people can look at it and be like oh i know what that is there's no doubt that that's legitimate instead of some obscure you know piece of bullying that no one knows what it is they don't know they don't have a electro um the spectrometer to test it or an acid test to test it right on the spot they can just look at it and know now as far as as bullion um you know that's a pretty good rundown of the different types and what to look for and everything else but let's lead more into the numismatic side of things like u.s coinage which we obviously have a lot of here and we all have our own likes i've asked some of the other guys we have one guy here i won't say any names uh you could listen in and find out who it is but he loves (laughs) buffalo nickels um, you know, we've got another guy who just loves tone stuff. But uh, what do you, as far as U.S. coinage, what what is your what is your go-to? What is your favorite thing from the U.S.? Um, well, for me, I used to not be as much of a fan of the numismatic stuff. Not that I didn't think it had a strong point or anything. I knew it did. It's just when I was younger, I just didn't know much about it. But the benefit about that type is that there's dual markets. Instead of just bullion, and it, it seems to be like this. There'll be people that come in and buy thousands of ounces of gold or silver, and eventually they get an accumulation. They get deep into the bullion, and then they get bored with it. And they, they say, well, you know what? what? What's that case over there? And then there's semi-numismatic, which is kind of half silver or half gold price plus a little bit of a premium. And then there's straight-up numismatics that like a penny. What's the value of a penny in copper? A few cents or so. Um but the actual uh, collectible value is thousands of dollars for, say, a 1909 SVDB. So there's a lot of history. There's a lot of cool things you can learn, a lot of stories to tell. But the things that I like about uh, the numismatics, the things that I collect are tone things. Uh, a lot of times with silver, what happens is oxidation occurs, and there's actual different hues and colors like rainbow, as the coin term, rainbow coin toning. And uh, they look really attractive. They're really rare. It takes years and years and years to get that natural, beautiful color on them. And I tend to like that kind of thing because those demand a heavy market uh, when you when you uh, 
try to sell them or anything like that. They're very sought after. It's a really hot item right now. Um, I like a lot of things that are in the old western times, like the Morgan dollars and that kind of thing, especially the Carson City minted things, the gold from the CC mint, uh, the Morgan dollars from the CC, um, that kind of stuff. I like those a lot. So it sounds like you like a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, aside from the U.S. stuff, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, I know there's some foreign stuff you do enjoy. Um, what if you had to pick one foreign item to just, you know, to start collecting that and collect all of them? What would it be? It's really hard to answer that question because um, I like a lot of foreign stuff. At times, I'll just go to the foreign drawer and I'll just buy a bunch of stuff. But I'd say I'd have to just answer your question in two part. Like I love the Russian stuff. Anything Russian, I love with the old kings on it and the queens. It's just really intriguing to me. They've got these giant copper kopecks. These things are like literally like twice the size and three times the thickness of a Morgan dollar. But I also like right now a lot of uh, the old pirate money from like the 15 to the 1800s and these were trade units that really all the u.s the uh the u.s dollar is actually fabricated after its weight and its uh composition they're known as the eight reals from spain and they have these things called chop marks where they would trade actually um with other countries and they'd pound them to check if they're real they'd actually pound say like an asian symbol or a moon or a crescent or a check mark yeah, man, those eight reals, they're great coins, um, you know, and, and like you say, all the chop marks and stuff, that's some history that a lot of people really don't know about. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up with you, because I know a lot of the guys uh, have different opinions about this, is uh, guns, ammunition, and bullion as a whole. Now, personally, I think guns, ammunition, and bullion go together. I mean, we have silver bullets in the, in the store, so uh, where, do you, where do you stand with, like, the whole guns and ammunition are just as important as having bullion? Well, just as important as bullion is, as it would need to be used as, say, a trade unit if something crazy were to happen, say, amongst your family or friends or in a community or something like that, bullion goes ha or bullets and that kind of thing would be what you would need to defend your bullion or defend your family if something right. crazy were to happen. And along with that gun scare that just happened um, where Obama was talking about, you know, uh, banning AK-47s, anything that was AR-15, any semi-automatic even shotguns, that kind of stuff. He was about to ban that stuff or talking about it. What happened to all that stuff? It shot up in value. The guns, the ammunition, everything like that went up. And a lot of people talk about how it's a type of bullion. Like um, it can increase in value. It's an investment that, you know, if it sits there, it'll always have some value. People always have some need or want for, say, ammunition. But it's a great thing to have, say, to prepare yourself, say, to... I mean, I'm not talking about, like, the world's going to end or anything. But if it did, you'd want to be prepared to, you know, protect your family, protect your bullion, and, and all of the things that you have. Right. Talk about protecting your assets. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, man, we're going to have another podcast where we talk strictly about uh, guns, ammunition, and bullion as a whole. Because as much as some people may not want to believe it, that's a pretty common mixture, guns, ammunition, and bullion. So, um, I know you're a big proponent of that. So, definitely, you're going to be in here with us talking about that. That's a big deal. Um, I appreciate you coming and sitting down and, and, and us getting to know you a little better today. And uh, especially the talks we're going to have about guns and ammunition and bullion. That's going to be some interesting stuff. So uh, make sure everybody listens in. And, and thanks again, Jake. Thank you.